It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to the interview on the Raptors Republic Podcast Network. I'm Andrew Damelin. Today, I'm here with St. John's College cadet and former Rhode Island Ram, Raptors two-way, Jeff Doughton Jr. Jeff, how are you? I'm, I'm doing fine. I'm glad to be here. Well, thanks for doing this. And what I like to do is I like to kind of go along the journey of how everybody got here. Everyone's got a different path, and they don't think the Raptors 905 is the end destination. They think it's a, a good pit stop in order to get to where they really, really want to go. And so the first question I always like to ask is, what is your first vivid basketball memory growing up in Upper Marlboro, Maryland? Yeah, um, you know, my first vivid memory was, um, obviously growing up, I would always go to the uh, Washington Wizards game. That was our hometown team. And um, Allen Iverson was my favorite you know, player growing up. So uh, my parents would always give me tickets to go to um, – the Wizards versus Sixers game every time they came into town. So that's kind of how I fell in love with um, with basketball at a young age. And, um, you know, just kind of the love for the game kind of grew from there. So just watching um, him play. Now, growing up, you are born in 1997. So I guess you become a fan four or five years old. Yep. Early 2000s. So the Wizards, did you get any Michael Jordan um, games in? Um, A, a few. A few. Um, I was kind of young, so – Watching Jordan at the Wizards wasn't what Jordan was, obviously, in Chicago. But uh, I definitely saw a few a few games, for sure. So you also grow up 50 minutes from the center of a ba- absolute basketball hotbed, Prince George's County. Kevin Durant is most famously from there. There's also an incredibly long list of players. Michael Beasley, uh, Quinn Cook, Jeremy Grant, among among a million others. And Durant always talks about the very intense basketball atmosphere, playing pickup over there. As a young kid playing in those pickup games, what's like the Jeff Doughton Jr. like persona when he steps onto like a playground basketball court? And what's everyone know that they're going to get as like 13-year-old, let's say, Jeff Doughton Jr. when yeah. you check the ball out? <laughs> well, they're definitely going to get a, a hard worker uh, for sure. You know, playing in those pickup games at a, at a young age, you know, you really have to prove yourself to the older guys so, um, you know, you can step on those courts because if you don't, you know, prove yourself and play hard, you know, they won't let you come back over again. So, you know, every time you have those opportunities, um, you know, to showcase your talents and really just prove yourself that you belong, um, you know, that's what I was going to do, and that's um, how I been uh, grew up. So you know, just playing outside on the uh, playgrounds, playing against a lot of older high school and college guys when I was just young, it just uh, – groomed my game and just helped me grow uh, even uh, even more to uh, to now. So that's when you're a young kid, and I'm wondering, you know, watching you play for the Raptors in Summer League and with the 905, there's this very mature element to your game, and I, I call it, it's you probe. You like to sort of get into the teeth, get people on your hip, kind of get people looking around. You're very patient. As a kid, when perhaps was that developed were you always this patient even in the Prince George's County pickup games for example um yeah I think I was patient at a young age and it kind of just not even like on the basketball court just in life in general 
just, um, you know, being patient, allowing things to develop and just seeing how things would pan over a series of time. And then that just transitioned into basketball in a sense. And just me being able to um, be a point guard, probe around the defense, you know, survey the court and just find open reads. Um, just that lifestyle, that, uh, you know, characteristic that describes me off the court, helps me on the court. Yeah, and the assistant coach at uh, Rhode Island, his name is David Cox. He was the one that recruited you the most to come over to Rhode Island. And he mentioned that you're so well-rounded, come from a great family. And I imagine that's what helped you give this, get this patience, this, uh, t this type of persona on the court. So was it your parents? Was it your peers that allowed you to have that sort of patience? Let's say, uh, you know, you say came from off the basketball court, you bring it onto the basketball court. So where did that patience sort of originate from? Yeah, definitely my family, you know, um, you know just being around them growing up, um, mom, dad, cousins, uncles, aunts, pretty much just everybody. Um, I'm just, you know, I got to have a lot of patience with my family. I got a large, a large family, so it's a lot of them. So um, just being patient with them, being cautious, um, you know, everything isn't going to be in a rush. Everything isn't going to be in a hurry. So, uh, you know, just being around them for years and years and years, um, kind of just transitioned from off the court to on the court. So you go on to the court in high school, St. John's College Cadets. Uh, you have an incredible senior season, 16-2 and two in Washington Catholic Athletic Conference play, and the, what was your home gym called? Um, ooh, this is going to get me mad. Duh. <laughs> uh, mm, I'm gonna know it right when we get off this. I just want to make me mad. <laughs> okay, well we'll look that up after yeah, we're we'll done. But, but you know, it, it, it's a heavily competitive conference. There, what is a road player in that high school? expecting when they walk into your home gym at St. John's College? Oh, it's going to be loud. It's going to be energy, enthusiasm. It's going to be crazy. Pretty much all of our home games were, were sellouts, um, standing room only, student section was going crazy. I love the energy, the atmosphere, just being able to play in front of that hostile crowd. I loved it. So, yeah, if you when you step in there and you have St. John's on your schedule, you better get ready because it's going to be crazy. You guys go 16-2, and two, incredible senior year. I think you're on the all-conference second team heading into Rhode Island. You have an amazing NCAA tournament debut at Rhode Island. You go six for eight amongst a team full of veterans. One of those veterans, a guy named E.C. Matthews, he's actually had two stints with the 905, and it seems like the staff around here really, really liked him, though he didn't have much of a run. They really liked what he brought. You know, you talk about the experience and the patience you bring. How much did someone like E.C. Matthews on a veteran-laden team even enhance that patience and that element even more for you? Yeah, definitely. Um, I was able to play two years at, at Rhode Island with E.C. And, I mean, he was just kind of like a, a leader in a sense, kind of like a big brother for that team. He um, was around there for five years, so he kind of knew the ins and outs of, you know, Rhode Island, of the team. Um, heck of a basketball player, a great scorer just a friend and all. And, um, you know, he kind of showed me a lot of the ropes and um, taught me a lot of few things that helped my leadership grow once uh, him and all those seniors left. And um, I kind of took over from there. You take over and then eventually 2021, you finish out your, your career at Rhode Island. And then you go on a journey. In one year, you went on a journey and I'll take you through it quickly. 
Orlando, Lakeland, Golden State, Santa Cruz, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Oshkosh, Wisconsin, Lakeland again, Orlando, Toronto Raptors, Raptors 905 in one year. Is there anything that could have prepared you for that whirlwind tour that's still ongoing? Um, just my mindset. Um, you know, just having talks with my age and my family, just knowing that, you know, this road to, you know, your dreams isn't going to be easy at all. So you have to expect the unexpected. And, um, you know, that's what I expected to happen in a sense, you know. Things are going to be up and down. Everything's not going to go your way. And it's going to be a journey for sure. So I expected nothing less. Now, along the way, I'm wondering if you're the type of person that remembers the little moments that happens along the way because you've had moments in this one year journey you've had you know game winners you've had buzzer beaters <laughs> and i want to i want to see if i'm going to name you a couple of dates and see if you can spot what happened on that date okay, in your tough. in your young nba career don't worry we won't get hard i won't make you sweat too long okay <laughs> so the first one i got is october 13th 2021 october 13th 2021 Yes. Um, ooh. Is this preseason? Yes, it is. Orlando? Yes. Game winner? The game winner. Against Boston. That's right. So let's, take, let's just take the listeners through. So you're down by one. I believe, did they score a basket at the other end? It was like um, five seconds left? No, they, they missed the basket, and we got the uh, defensive rebound. Got the rebound. So you yep. have a timeout left. Don't use it, yep. So you, kn- it. you know you have a timeout. No, we have a timeout. Okay, so... What's your plan as, you, as you're taking the ball up the court? Because now you've got to use your sense. Am I going to pass it off? Am I going to get a tough shot? What's the plan? Because you end up putting up a really tough, a shot. Really tough shot. But definitely. what's the plan going through that possession? So normally, um, if they would have made the shot, obviously we would call a timeout, set up a play. Um, since it was a missed shot, you know, the defense isn't set up. You have an opportunity to uh, go on a fast break and make a play. So um, I believe Robin Lopez, I got the rebound. Um, I was on the left side. Uh, he kicked it up to me, and then my first mindset was, you know, get two feet in the paint, and if I have a layup or a shot, take it. If not, the defense will collapse, kick it out and make a play. So um, I thought I did a little in and out crossover, got to the uh, paint off the right dribble, uh, stopped two feet in the paint, didn't have a clear shot at first, looked around to see if anybody else is open, <laughs> didn't see anybody else to pass it to, looked at, I looked at the clock, it was like two seconds left, just got the shot up, and it went in. And that's got to be a cool moment. A professional <laughs> game winner. Yeah, it's preseason, but, you know, the team was obviously super happy for you. And that kind of, I, I imagine, propelled your confidence. You've always been a confident player, according to your coaches. But I imagine that helped with the confidence uh, going forward. But as we sort of tour along, just I got two more dates for you. I, pre- I really appreciate the time. So one other date. Now we're skipping a year ahead. I got a bunch here, but I'm just going to choose the best three in my opinion. All right. October 5th, 2022. October 5th, 2020. This, this, this was a month ago. Mm-hmm. October 5th, 2022. Is this, are we still in preseason? Here we this are. This is in preseason. Yep. Toronto. Mm-hmm. Home or away? Away. Away. Against your favorite team to play against. So this is Boston. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So, so you go crazy in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter. You're right. You're taking <laughs> over. Hit the, the game-tying shot. I want to know, in that timeout before, because they run a screen for you to get Pritchard, Peyton Pritchard off you. Yes. 
Is that what is that? Well, that's what happened. But is that so, what was ran for uh, you? No. So uh, initially they were at the free throw line, and um, I think it was they were up one, and they missed one free throw. And I'm looking over to the sideline, and I'm and uh, Fred was standing up, and I said, "Look, tell coach don't call a timeout if they miss, because I, I same thing that happened last time. I'm gonna take it, I'm gonna go, and I'm gonna just make a play." So obviously they made the second free throw. We called the timeout, and um, the play that we ran, they um, initially they had stopped it. They denied the ball out of bounds, so we had to, you know, just figure something else up. So I pitched the ball in, got it back, set the screen obviously to get the switch, knowing that they were going to switch. And um, just you licking your lips play. with Captain Galley oh, yeah, on you for sure. Anytime you have a a, a switch, you get a, a a guard off you and get a big on you. Um, as a guard, you gotta make a play, get two feet in the paint, and get something up at the rim. So I was able to do that. You send it to overtime, and you have another really make another really good impression on this team. You're still obviously clawing your way, and you're in the two way position, which is not a bad position to be in. Mm -hmm. um, but you make another big impression. But the biggest impression that you made on every Raptor fan was with one move also during the preseason against the Jazz. Yeah, I missed a layup. Okay. So, I remember that. So the, you, this was a unique situation. So you're bringing the ball up. Jared Butler mm -hmm. is guarding you, and you hit him with the nastiest crossover, <laughs> and he goes down. The problem is, unlike most crossovers, which are in the front court, you're in the back court, and you got 45 <laughs> more feet to, like, to figure it out. What's... Like the inner monologue after you make that crossover, you have so much time to think about it. How much pressure do you put on yourself in that like three second moment? To be like I gotta make a basket, whether it's like a layup or an assist, in those four or five seconds that you have. Yeah, I think you kind of put a little too much pressure on yourself because you kind of overthink it now, in a sense. And at that moment, you're supposed to just act like it didn't even happen and just go and make a layup, make the right play, and keep it moving. I think for me, I kind of just didn't even know that he had failed until I heard the crowd go, ooh. And I was like, why are they ooing? And next thing I know, I'm in the paint trying to make a play, make a layup, and I just left it short. And I was like, oh, I needed that one back. So that's – you made a lasting impression. You know, you know most people in preseason and exhibition and summer league don't necessarily make a huge impression on the team and the fans, but, but you've done that so <laughs> far. You've brought yourself over to the team. You have an incredible debut in game one of the season, 28 points, was it? Oh, um, in yeah. your in your season debut, and you got in a big comeback win. I know, you know, you don't know where you're going to be. In, no, there's if, if anything's sort of taught you anything so far in this one year stint, you don't know where you're going to be over the next couple of years. But being down with this 905 team, making that debut, how do you feel about sort of where you're at within this franchise? And Raptors like the boast of a culture that they have and mm -hmm. development, fostering development, sending people on to the next onto the next thing. How do you feel about where you're at? I know it's early in your tenure here, but how mm -hmm. do you feel about where you're at so far with this team? Um, I feel pretty good. I think the biggest thing is that the 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 Raptors, the Toronto Raptors, and how the Raptors nine oh five, the organizations are so close together and you can hardly tell the difference between how they are ran. And I think that's a big thing. Um, 905 kind of takes bits and pieces from the Raptors and implements that into their culture and into their style of play. So um, it's a great, great situation to be in. The chemistry, teammates, the coaches, the staff, everybody loves to win. They love basketball. So, um, you know, like I said earlier, I'm happy to be it. I'm happy to be a part of this organization. Well, the fans, I can tell you, are certainly happy as well. 
I'm certainly happy and appreciative that you took all this time for me. Thank so, you. Jeff, thanks so much for taking a little bit of time in the afternoon for us, and good luck with the rest of the season. Thank you so much. The name of the gym is Gallagher. It took me, I told you I was going to get it right when we finished. Gallagher Gymnasium. That's what it is. We got it. Gallagher. All right, man. Thank you. Thank you.